I feel like if we all knew early on that everyone is just figuring it out as they go, we would all be so much further along in life. I would just encourage you to go for it if you've got any type of itch in you, whatever it is. This is a Soul Fire production. You are listening to episode 163 of Yes And, and this episode is brought to you by our friends at Advocare. Guys, check out Advocare. If you want to up your supplement game and invest in your health this year, don't you pay full price, baby. Use my code FEELBETTER15, that's FEELBETTER15, to get discounts. They are a podcast sponsor, and every time you use the code, you get discounts and you support us. And guys, did you know, if you want to try Advocare before you buy it, All you got to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast on iTunes, take a screenshot of you doing that, email it to me at hello at judyholler.com, and I'm going to send you some of my favorite products. Trust me, take me up on this. Your reviews mean it matters so much, and we want you to try Advocare uh, because I know once you do, you're going to love it as much as I do. So thanks, Advocare, for this episode. So why did the founders of Drybar start a massage business? Well, because they love making people feel good and they love massages because, babe, who doesn't? But they found themselves frustrated with the options out there, either mediocre discount establishments or overpriced spas like $250 for a massage. No, thank you. Not to mention appointments were really hard to book. There were awkward checkout counters uh, after you just got done and you felt all zen and massages that just like never felt like the right type of pressure. You know what I'm saying? So they decided to build the brand and the massage experience they longed for. And I have Brittany on the show today, who is the co-founder and chief executive officer of Squeeze. And she is, well, responsible for everything. Now, prior to launching Squeeze, Brittany spent four years running marketing for Dry Bar. And I'm sure you know all about Dry Bar. There are hundreds of locations across the country. Their iconic yellow Dry Bar logo. And every girl loves a good blowout. So let me tell you something. Um, Dry Bar created this movement. And Brittany ran marketing for Allie, Allie Webb, the creator and founder of Drybar. She ran marketing for Allie for four years and she helped take the company from 30 million to over a hundred million dollars. She also opened more than 50 new shops and launched the Drybar product line internationally, as well as in Sephora, Ulta, and Nordstrom. So before Drybar, Brittany, our guest today, spent over a decade in marketing and advertising at agencies, including Mistress for Mattel, the Coca-Cola Company, and Rept Hilton Worldwide. She worked at Rap Agency, where she worked with Skype and Toyota, and Experiential Agency, USMP, for Home Depot. So Brittany has got her shit together. She knows a thing or two about marketing, and she believes wholeheartedly in the power of a great experience and is excited to build this feel-good revolution that they are creating over at Squeeze Massage. Now, I met Brittany late last year at a founders meeting here in Arizona. It is a female founders community. And I knew when I met her, I had to have her on the show specifically for the How I Yes and its series, which that's what today's episode is because it's our last episode of the month. So um, she's not going to only talk to us about marketing because she is a marketing goddess. She's going to talk about building a new brand and all about what that takes from ensemble building to mindset to high performance habits to all of it. So guys, here's my conversation with Brittany Driscoll, the CEO and founder of Squeeze, talking about how she's building Squeeze and so much more. All right, Brittany. Okay, so before I go any further, I have to tell you something so fun. So I'm on your website, squeezemassage.com. You know, prepping for the show with you, right? Doing my homework, reading up on your team. And so guys, I'm scrolling through the About Us page and I literally, please go do this. You will love it. I hope as much as I do. So go to squeezemassage.com, go to the About Us, start reading the story. You're going to get it today on the podcast, but like specifically (laughs) roll your mouse over the images of the leadership. And there is 
a picture that flashes. It'll be like Britney's beautiful headshot. And then you hit the image and it scrolls to her face down in the massage chair, in the massage, what do they call that? The face cradle. The The face face cradle. cradle. So it's like (laughs) the COO, Allie Webb, one of her co-founders, Michael, their creative director, um, the architect. Like it's everybody face down (laughs) in the massage cradle with their really awkward, squishy, squeezed up faces. Uh. That like literally, in my opinion, sums it up. It's this notion of like surprise and delight. And I feel, Brittany, that is like at the essence of who you are as a human, as a marketer. And I think it's at the essence of squeeze. Tell me more about that. I love the surprise and delight of that. Well, I don't know if you... um caught surprise and delight somewhere along the way in terms of interviews and whatnot, but that is literally the the phrase that we use as inspiration for Mm. both the guest and the team member experience. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, I always like to say, if the little things weren't there, you wouldn't notice, but because they are, you kind of have that wow moment. Um, and it's so funny that you caught that. I actually I forgot it. that we did that. Uh, like, and I, I remembered a few months ago and I went back and looked myself too. And and it's also too about having fun, right? It's like mm. life is so short. Starting something from scratch is so much work. It's daunting. It's all the things, but it's like, if you're not enjoying every step of the way and just having a little bit of fun, sparking a little bit of joy as you go through it, it's like not even worth it. So we do try and just have have a lot of fun like that as we go. <laughs> I love it so much. It was such a, you know, happy accident, right? Like, and, and that's really the definition of serendipity, you know, like yep. happy accidents. And so I think it's just a, a great reminder for all of us to what you just said, have a little bit more fun and remember yeah. those moments, certainly as we're building something new, because I think entrepreneurship and the build and the grind of building something from the ground up is hard. It's not for the faint of heart, yeah. but it's all the stuff, like the stories, the stuff, the the little moments of magic along the way that end up being becoming, um, not only our lifeline when things get hard, but they're the best stories along the way of the brand. They are. They are. I actually tell my team all the time, like these are the days, like these are the days. The building blocks is the fun part. It's where the, the joy is really created. It's where purpose feels incredibly meaningful. We actually have a shared, uh, photo album, called scaling squeeze. And, you know, the team kind of like plops in fun pictures or sweet notes that we all get from, you know, random, whether it's operating partners or team members and, you know, and it's scrolling through that is really fun. Cause it is a reminder of like, wow, we're doing some amazing things. And, and also just trying to remember too, the importance of being grateful for what we are doing and what we have and the experiences that we're creating and, memories that we're making and all of it, you know, it's like, if you, if you forget that, um, it does become really overwhelming and daunting to the point of, uh, not wanting to move forward or getting stuck or whatever that is. So it's like, I do feel like, um, really appreciating the moment and the challenge at hand is so important and critical to the happiness and success of your team and your business. So, Mm -hmm. uh, You're here. Yeah, exactly. I know we're aligned on that. We are so aligned on that. Um, You know, I'm always saying these are like right now, these are the good old days. Like this is it. Guys, you're in it. You're in it. No matter what you're building, no matter what you're living. I say to my husband all the time, I'm like, babe, these are, these are the good old days. Like let's go to Italy now. Cause Italy, by the way, has a lot of hills and a lot of stairs and (laughs) the older you get, that gets really hard. Like let's go to Italy in January. Like like, like, this is it. These are the good old days. Right. And so you are living that. So there is so much to click into. And I want to, I want to hear your story. And certainly I want to hear about the, the moment squeeze sort of downloaded to you from the universe, right? Like I think as entrepreneurs, you know, from the title of my book to uh, the the new brand that I'm building to a lot of the things that have been created out of my business, they have all become, they have all come from something I think bigger than me. And they have been these sort of downloads. And I want to get that story. But first let's click back into, you know, this surprise and delight thing we were talking about, because you are, I mean, I just read your accolades. You're a marketing maven in 
my opinion. <laughs> and you have a lot of really incredible designers and storytellers and marketers around you. Yeah. Um, but as a marketing, and I love marketing because I don't <laughs> care what you have to do, say or sell, it's all how you position and package it, right? Like, yeah. you know, you can find creative ways to really stand out. And that is really your job as an entrepreneur. So what do you see let's just have a quick marketing. Like, what do you see brands getting right? And what do you see brands, people, brands, 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 what do you see getting them getting wrong? Like, even if you gave us a couple of things to think about, I think that would be valuable. Well, I'll start with my favorite Seth Godin quote. And if you don't Mm. know who Seth Godin is, go Google it. Yeah. Read all of his books and subscribe to his daily newsletter. I best. love it. It's always like great little sound bites. But he has this quote that says, people do not buy goods and services. People buy relations, stories, and magic. Oh. And I really think that the heart of marketing is just that. Like our responsibility is to make people feel something. Sometimes it's fear. Sometimes it's, and you know, like got milk is such a great example of that. Like if you didn't, if you don't have milk, you're not going to be strong. You're not going to be, you know, out there being able to do all the things you want to do. Like they created like a fear-based campaign, um, you know, or you create something that makes people truly feel good. I mean, that's our desire at squeeze. And so we really view every single moment of the consumer experience and challenge ourselves to make sure that it feels good. And I think that's, that's something else that needs to constantly be considered in marketing is marketing is not an advertisement. Marketing Mm. is the way that the consumer interacts with your brand at every touch point. So the person that greets you at the door is one of your strongest marketing channels and, or, you know, uh, factors, if you will, the, the, email that they're getting as a follow-up. Can you find a way to add in a cheeky line that makes them feel like you know them? Um, you know, the for us at Squeeze, we capture all your personalized preferences. So the therapist really acknowledging you as a human and what you have asked for and then delivering against it. I mean, it's just, it's so much, marketing is so much bigger than the commercial that you're seeing on TV and, or, you know, the social media ad that you're reviewing. It's really about how you're making people people feel through every, every aspect of the business. I love that reminder. I was listening to someone the other day, another entrepreneur talking about how even thinking about like that brand voice and when a say credit card gets declined, you know, or something like that, like that pop-up that happens, that like moment that happens is kind of a marketing moment where you could in your brand voice say, whoops, looks like we've squeezed out the (laughs) limit on this card, babe. You got a second one or something fun. Like I'm totally riffing right now, but like thinking about all of those little touch points from the front of the house to the back of the house and the way that looks online and offline is really important. And I love that you quoted Seth and I love that he and you both used the word magic because I think we forget about magic and Mm -hmm. wonder and how that feels and, and why that's so important. Okay. So what are we getting wrong? Like what's not working? Like what feels ick? What do you see out there that just drives you crazy from a marketing? Can you think of anything offhand? Um, I mean, I think I, or mistakes people make, you know, anything that's a rub. Yeah. I I mean, I certainly feel like disingenuous, um, positioning of anything, whether it's a person selling something over social media, whether it's, um, you know, creating a promotion just because it happens to be Valentine's day or, you Mm. know, it's like, we, I don't think things should be forced. I really think that it's important and, um, and actually critical for brands to think about how they show up in key moments like that. Like, does it make sense for us to be doing a promotion and, or do we really need to be pushing this? And maybe, maybe more so questioning, how can we be adding value? I think that's ultimately what kind of, so good. you know, irks me is, is are we making people feel what we want them to feel? And are we adding value to their experience and really their lives, you know? And I think it's like, if you're not checking both of those boxes, you're missing the mark. Um, I'm like trying to think if there's a specific example that, you know, really annoys me kind of off the, off the bat, but I can't really think of, of one. I more so just know the moments where I'm like, wow, that's like so brilliant. And I'm so, you know, blown away. This is a great experience. I mean, I'll just say one thing that pops into my mind from our experience. Um, when you go into our bathrooms, did you go into the bathroom? I 
love that you're bringing this up. Yes. Please tell this, tell this. It's so good. So, so, uh, and again, it's just, it's one of those surprise and delight moments. And it's also one of those things, if it didn't exist, you wouldn't notice it because, but because it's there, it's like, oh, this is, this makes me, this, this is so, this is makes you smile. It makes me feel good. So when you walk into the bathrooms at squeeze, uh, there is a saying on the wall that you can only read by looking in the mirror. So definitely like obviously a selfie moment, but One of them says, leave your stress behind you. The other one says, turn around bright eyes. So, you know, again, it's really just, it's just getting a chance to like create cool moments for people. I mean, I feel like that's what, that's what good marketing is all about. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, in an essence, it's this beautiful reminder that like just doing something, I think the rub for me is like just doing something because that's what everybody else is doing or, or, you know, not finding a way to like flex your, your creative muscle yeah. and do things a little bit differently than the rest of the world is doing. I mean, that's yeah. what we want. Again, the magic, the wonder, you know, looking at the world through whatever colored glasses you want to look through it in. And I think it's, it's the people who choose to do that, that end up saying, oh, these bathroom mirrors, like let's do something fun here because everybody's taking selfies and everybody's documenting their experiences these days. And especially when we're out there pampering ourselves, look at me and (laughs) I'm getting my massage. And it's so funny when I, when I saw turnaround bright eyes, I of course like went into the bathroom post-massage with like crazy hair, jacked up makeup. Up. And I was like, uh-uh. next time I am coming in here before my massage and snapping this <laughs> selfie when I still have the gloss on and I haven't been in the cradle. But yes, so you answered the question beautifully. And I think this leads me to, to, to where I want to go next with you. So, you know, I read in the introduction um, that, you know, you, you began, you have a robust career, but you, you collided worlds um, with Ali Webb, the founder and creator of Dry Bar. And most of the women listening to the show have been to or driven by or know about about dry bar. Everybody loves a good blowout. Okay. So, I mean, that is a massive business that has gone on to do iconic things and really create an industry out of the blowout movement. Okay. So you spent four years running and leading marketing for Allie and dry bar. Tell me that story. (laughs) How did she find you? How did you guys, how did the universe put you two together? Gosh, it was such a ride of a lifetime. I loved every minute of dry bar. Some of my best friends to this day, you know, were on my team and or coworkers. So, uh, you know, when we talk about like the joys and the journey and just really getting a chance to build and create something magical with a wonderful group of humans. I mean, that was really the experience of dry bar that I'm so, so grateful for. Um, like you mentioned, I was actually a dry bar fan. I had uh, been in marketing and advertising for about 10 years when, uh, dry bar posted on Instagram that they were looking for a head of marketing. The and this, is like, this is just when Instagram had launched. I think it had only been around for like a few months or maybe a year or something. And, uh, you know, they had posted if, you, you know, if you, if you or someone, you know, would be great for this role, like tag them below and tell us why. And so of course I like texted all of my friends and family. And I was like, you have to tag me on this post, you know? And, but, and I always joke that like every single person that joined the dry bar marketing team was like a stalker of the brand because you kind of have to be. And I, and I tell women, people this all the time, when you're going to look for a job, it's like, don't just apply for the job. Think about like seven other things that you can do to stand out. And so, you know, Mm, I found good advice. Great. Totally. I hope you heard that. That's great advice. I mean, we had, we had one of the, who is one of my best friends now, um, Tara, I'll give her a shout out. She like, she sent all of us a dozen yellow roses. Like this, this is how she got our attention. Um, I just happened to like scour my network to find someone who knew someone. And, you know, I wrote this like long, but she love letter about how much I love the brand and Ali's story. And, you know, just when I connected with the founders, it really was just a kind of kismet moment. Um, and we've obviously been super connected ever since. Um, but yeah, you know, the thing that I'll say, just going back to our conversation around what is marketing and the magic and the wonder around it. You know, we all love a good blowout, obviously. But the thing that we always used to challenge ourselves and the thing we took the most pride in is we always used to say that we actually weren't selling blowouts. We were selling Mm. the happiness and confidence that came with a blowout. Because when you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, you can take on the world. Damn right. And so, you know, it felt really special to be a part of women's lives. We were a part of, you know, first interviews and first dates and weddings. And um, right before people, women went into 
deliver their babies and board meetings. And, you know, I mean, it, 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 we really were kind of just this, and, and Driver obviously still is, but as we were building, kind of going into new markets, it really felt like such a such a neat, special time. And um, yeah, I was there for four years, helped grow the company from 30 million to over 100. So it was a like when I say a ride of a lifetime, it was a ride of a lifetime. (laughs) Holy shit. And I think that is so big and important to hear. Thanks for telling me the story there. I I was so curious and I, there are so many things in there that are just beautiful from career advice um, to marketing advice. And I think what is really important in what you just said for every entrepreneur or budding entrepreneur listening, think about what you're really selling. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, what are you really selling? And I was just talking about this with um, someone on the phone for uh, something new I have coming in the pipeline. And I'm like, you know, we're not just selling this. We're actually selling a frequency. An entire energetic transfer. Um, it is, it is something bigger than just the product itself. It is, it is energy. We are selling another level, um, a a frequency that, um, we hope people want to tap into. And so of course we'll further define that, but to your beautiful point, guys really think about that. Like it is so, I mean, I think about even my book, I'm not, I'm not selling a book. I'm selling confidence. I'm selling confident action. Right. And so even from a squeeze experience, right. Yeah. You sell massages, but you also sell health and wellness and peace and pampering and community. And like you go with your mom and your bestie and your sister, you sell, um, I mean, I gift it. I gift it to people. You know what I yeah. mean? And so um, I love that reminder. Okay, y'all, speaking of building something new, did you know that I'm launching Speaker School this spring? Now, guys, this year, 2023, marks the 10-year anniversary of me LLCing my speaking business back in 2013. So I kind of find it to be divine timing that this is the year I'm going to officially launch Speaker School. And I'm in the process of building it all right now. We are going to open enrollment for class this spring. But here's what you need to know for now. Number one, get yourself on the wait list so you can be the first to know when the doors open um, and you can officially get registered. You could do that by going to the show notes and clicking the get on the speaker school waitlist link. Uh, you can go over to my Instagram, click the link in bio and sign up there or send me a message and I'll get you on the list. Um, but what is speaker school? It's going to teach you the business the business of speaking. The Dalai Lama has famously said that the women of the West are going to rule the world. And I'm here for that. But what's going to make it a lot easier is that if we get those women of the West up on stages. And I remember Mel Robbins, you know, I just name dropped once famously telling me we need more women on our stages. And I couldn't agree more. I spent the last 10 years building a speaking business and I've grown that business to seven figures. And I've kept that business open and thriving during a global pandemic that shut down live events all over the world. And in the last decade, I have learned so much and I have spent well over six figures investing in my business via coaches and courses and platforms and programs all to help me run my speaking business. I've had massive wins. I've had major failures. And of course, learned so much. And guys, I'm going to give it all away. I'm going to share it all with you from building the business to finding business to what you do when you actually get booked to all the templates and contracts and processes I use to keep my business moving. I'm sharing it all. So if you're interested in learning how to build a speaking business, this is going to be the course for you. I'll start enrolling this spring, but I'm starting to talk about it now because I think this is a big part of what Brittany and I are talking about here with you today. We have to claim it. We have to begin. We have to put our work out there. We have to ask for what we want. And this is a big part of building a successful anything, especially a successful speaking business. So get yourself on the wait list. Reg will open soon. And I promise you, baby, you won't be disappointed. I'll see you in class. Okay. Back to Brittany. So I see on your website, like a lot of dry bar peeps, um, in the leadership. And so is there still a pretty significant, I mean, Allie's a co-founder with you, including a couple other people. Was that intentional? I mean, did you just sort of say one day to Allie, let's sort of tap into the like moment squeeze came to you and yeah. you just like knock on Allie's door and go, hi, I have this idea. Are you in? Great. If you're in, can we go tap on Josh's door and Sarah's door? And like, you know, how, tell me about the beginning of the idea. And yeah. getting Allie's buy-in and sort of how that how that began for you. 
Well, um, it's interesting. Squeeze actually wasn't my brainchild, and it's okay. a, it is a very fun kind of dovetail story from Drybar. So Michael, Allie's brother, um, the the bald guy who okay. you know represented the blowout for us for many many years, which um, I love that by the way, her bald brother, her brother <laughs> and her ex husband, and you know husband yeah. at the time when we were building Drybar, both bald. Um, but, but totally for it. Like they got it immediately. <laughs> Love it. Um, so Michael was an avid massage goer and he really felt like, you know, there was, it, it, he would always say that the massage itself was the best part of the experience and everything else about it was really frustrating and painful and unrelaxing, you know, having to call individual locations, having to remember if you liked a specific therapist, having to repeat your preferences every single time. And then once the massage happens and you're finally in a relaxed state, you have to wait in a long checkout line. You have to ask, you have to deal with someone asking you about tipping. And, you know, it's like all of it just felt very um, inconvenient. Yeah, exactly. Like there could be a better way to do it. And so we actually, when we were at Drybar, would always talk about like creating this better massage experience. And so after four years at Drybar, I, um, you know, I just got the itch to, to do something else. I wanted a new challenge. And I think that's also such an important thing for women in particular out there. Like, I think we have this loyalty gene that says we have to, you know, stick around and not, and not kind of like follow our gut. But I'm such a big believer that if you have, if you get to a point where you feel like you're no longer serving the company and, or the company isn't serving you, like mm. t- follow it's it okay. and just move on to the yes. next thing. It's totally okay. It's it's yes. good for the company. It's better for the company. It's better for your team. You know, those are hard yeah. decisions, but they're the right ones. So, um, and for me, it was really difficult. I mean, I had built out the entire team and I loved the brand, you know, I felt very connected with, again, like our ethos and our mission and, but again, I was just ready for something else. So Michael had reminded me. And so I went to them and I just said, Hey, I'm giving you the heads up that I'm ready to move on. I don't really know what I want to do. I'll help you with the transition. And Michael was like, remember that massage idea we've always had? It wasn't called squeeze then. It was just like this thing that we talked about. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah. And you know, I feel very grateful. They really um, gave me the opportunity to, to run with it. And, um, and, you know, there was many things that I needed to do in evaluating the idea to make it my own, you know, I mean the, the technology piece of dry bar. So for those that do, or squeeze, see, we squeeze, for those that don't know squeeze, we, uh, we are brick and mortar concept. You still come to us, but, uh, we've built out an end to end technology platform that enables the guests to book, set all their personalized preferences through to paying, rating, tipping, and reviewing just like Uber and Postmates. So there's no clunky checkout lines. We've it's eliminated a, a lot of the awkward, like in-person exchanges yes. and transactional moments. We've we've honestly, I think technology in our case has made the experience more human and more connected. Yeah. And we also have additional personalization elements within the space, things like an aromatherapy bar. Uh, it's interactive. You can choose, uh, smell different scents and then let your therapist know what you want. We have six different music playlists you can choose from. So we have a phone charger and mints and hair ties. We even have a ready button on the table that you can That hit, is big. Uh, isn't it? Yeah. Guys, it's like you get all derobed <laughs> and you don't have to like wait for your person. You literally, or be like, oh God, are they going to come in? You literally hit a button. It's something that simple. You hit a button and it lets your massage therapist know, come on in. I'm ready for you. Not, are you exactly. ready for me? I'm ready for you, Brittany. Like that's, that's brilliant. And it's guys, this is all over the squeeze experience. You will be just at every corner sort of blown away. But anyway, keep riffing. I love it. Yeah, no. So, um, so, you know, those were, those were the components that we knew was going to make the consumer experience better. And so that was kind of like the core idea and concept for squeeze. But for me, and I think I should say too, that I think it's important when you think about an idea, Mm. um, I do think the best ideas come out of personal frustration and, or personal necessity. It's like, if you, if there's something on your mind that you feel like could be done better, beautiful, a hundred percent. So many other people think that too. So just like figure it out because that I think is, uh, you know, is really where the best ideas come from today is just, is just solving those problems. Yeah. Slightly better. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, but for me, you know, I had to take squeeze and really make it my own. And so, so much of, I'm a huge people lover. I, you know, I believe that like every day we're given is a gift and we all have the opportunity to make each other better. So you know, speaking to just what you were mentioning about what we're giving back to people in terms of peace and relaxation and just a moment to themselves. You know, I really wanted to create a brand that stood for 
people first um, and not just the guests, but the team too. You know, I believe mm. a happy employee is a happy guest is, you know, a happy ownership, et cetera. And the world goes round. So, so much of our business is actually really focused on a great employee experience. I always challenge our management and and our operating partners because we are franchising. That's the way that we're scaling nationally. You know, I always challenge them. I want our team to feel valued first and foremost for who they are as individuals and then for the contribution they're making to the company. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I want to show up for people in a human way, in a way that yeah. recognizes life is hard and there's ups and downs and we're going to get through it together. Um, and so that comes through in, you know, our values and in, um, in the way that we select our franchisees, our operating partners, and and just the, the kind of people that we bring on board. You know, I think that it's a really special thing to be able to be a part of that hour to hour and a half of a guest day. It's like the best hour to hour and a half of their day, their week, their month, whatever it is. And it's like, what a, what a blessing, what a responsibility that is. And then, you know, you combine it with massage therapists who go to school and help and to help and heal people. And it's like the combination of those two things together is just such an amazing, it's really, truly such an amazing business to be a part of. So I feel really grateful. I feel like I've grown so much in my career. When I started in advertising, I was like super tough. I was super like, you know, really just had a, a shield up. Um, and now I'm like, let's bring in all the warm and fuzzies. <laughs> let's just love each other all day long. So, oh, um, so well, the clock me. is ticking. I think the older we get, the more we realize like, I don't have time for the bullshit. Like, let's just totally. live into the moment, you know? Yes. And I love that you're investing in your team. I mean, one of the big mantras and sort of elements of the improv theater is like, we shine the spotlight. Like our job, really, truly good improvisers. My only job is to make you look better than me. And I know Mm -hmm. that when that happens, it kind of works out well for me. But like literally, it's all about the ensemble, the team, like the, the, the collective unit of people because we can't do it alone. And so, so many people steer away from that because they fear Mm -hmm. like, oh, if I shine the spotlight on you, then it's taking it away from me. Or if I, you know, really invest in my employees and develop them personally, oh my God, everybody's going to leave me and then I won't have employees. So I need to keep them, you know, fear-based and afraid and sort of down here. And you're sort of leading, you know, Lululemon did something very similar at the very beginning of their company. And I, you know, I'm reading a lot of books on like, apparel companies being built and they went hard in the early, early days in the nineties. Like that was Chip's thing. He's like, my people, I am going to invest so hard in them. I want them to outgrow their positions. I want them to lead. I want them like, and, and look at what ended up happening to Lulu because of it uh, ultimately, uh, until of course, you know, things started to shift from a leadership perspective. But the moral of the story is I love that you're leaning into that. How has that been? Like, how are you dealing with building an ensemble and leaning into franchising and all of the roadblocks that can come your way because of that and the potential failures and disappointments? Like, how are you handling the tough stuff and the failures and the disappointments that I'm sure you're having as you build and scale right now? Yeah. One other thing before I answer that, I think the Lulu example is actually a fantastic one of just like, you feel like you're, you're joining something or you're a part of something bigger yes. than again, just like the product that yes. they are selling. And, and I, it's like a mission. We're on a it, mission. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They stand for something like those bags they used to have that, that had all those like great confident statements yep. and whatnot. It's like intentional. And that is exactly. And that is the beauty of, of a great brand. And, you know, for us, I feel like the way we've tried to incorporate things like that is, um, the feel good revolution is kind of like our brand mantra, if you will. It's one of our values. And the idea being that not only are we making people feel good through massage, but there's so many other ways that we can contribute to people's lives, like our guest experience team and, um, and shop management team are, are empowered to, you know, create little like surprise and delight moments for guests based on what they know about them. If we know something really hard time or they just start, you know, celebrated something, there's all these little, little things that we do to make the experience really special. And I feel like what that does is it creates this bigger purpose and it makes people feel like they really are contributing to society and community in a vastly different way than a typical transactional you know, experience or employee experience. And that, and we also have a philanthropic component where we've partnered with canine companions for every membership that we sell. We're helping to provide a day of canine support. Um, 
to a person with a disability. And so, you know, not only does that make the guests feel good about where their dollar is going, but again, the team feels like, okay, not only are we making people feel good, but we're also doing good outside of our four walls. And I do think that, that that's what it's all about. You know, yeah. like that's what, that's yeah. what feels meaningful to get up and, and be a part of. So I think that I would say to answer your question about the hard moments, I mean, I try and actually s- sit so much more in, in just that, like the fact that we're creating something that's really mm-hmm. adding value um, in in a different way, and that there certainly are hard moments, but we can get through them because the the good far outweighs the bad. I've also done a lot of things personally as I have developed into this role. This is the first true entrepreneurial venture I've you know undertaken where I am uh, leading the team. I'm ultimately you know, the one, the one leading, leading the vision and and driving it forward. And, you know, that's a very interesting position to be in. I mean, I always like to say, even with all of my experience from Drybar and you mentioned the Drybar founders on the, um, about us page, you know, they are really advisors to the company. They're not so So much involved in the the day to day. Yeah. It's amazing to have their, their support. Um, but even with that, and even with all the great experience that I came into squeeze with from dry bar, there's still so many moments of like unknowns and, um, and challenges, unforeseen things that we have to, we have to solve for. And, you know, I just think it's one of those things where it's like, that's, that's such a cool thing to be able to like, try and problem solve every day. Like we're, we're literally creating a company, you know, all of a sudden squeezes are popping up in places like Scottsdale. And it's, I mean, I think it's just you. I think it's just making sure that your perspective is 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 it you know balanced, and you're really re- remembering, um, you know, the opportunity to create something uh, of value. And if you didn't have those hard moments, then nothing gets created. I mean, it's like I had someone early on when we were building Squeeze before we had even opened our first flagship remind me. He was like, you know if this were easy, everyone would be doing it. So just remember. I say that that like a hundred times a day. Yeah. A hundred times a day. There was like uh, this new statistic that just came out on like the podcasting game. So my podcast is like three years old. Uh, It was three years old in January and we're killing the game, right? Like top 13%. And that's because of y'all, my listeners, those earbuds. (laughs) We love you guys. But this is what I want to share to Brittany's beautiful point is in 2022, podcasts were down. New podcasts were down Mm -hmm. over 80%. And Gary Vee was just talking about this because, you know, Gary Vee, the all-knowing Gary Vee, he starts ranting and he's like, but here's the thing. It's because people realized it was hard. Yes. Like you, it is literally hard. Like, and so if you're, he's like, if you're in the game and you've got listenership, keep moving because it's not going anywhere. But people get into this stuff and they realize like, oh, you know, there's a mental side of this. There is a physical side, you know, you have to be mentally and physically ready for it, but also there is a, there, it it, it isn't for everyone and it isn't easy, but if you can, um, handle it, you, you can do crazy things. But yeah, I did. Isn't that, isn't that the truth though? It's, it is so much the truth. I mean, consistency and discipline are probably yes. the two most important factors in entrepreneurship. It's like, you know, Tell you me can't about rely that. Tell Well, you can't rely that. on motivation. That is for sure. You know, truth. it's like you just have to keep showing up every single day. I'll tell you that. So we launched Squeeze in March of 2019. We were open for 11 <gasps> months before no the pandemic shit. hit. And we were really just on the precipice of uh, awarding our first handful of territories and starting to scale nationally when March of 2020 became what it was. And then obviously the next few years, just in terms of navigating and building that back. And I'll tell you that the thing that the pandemic taught me and really like, I feel like it is now a part of me (laughs) is Mm. I am such a believer now. And I feel like I always was this way. You know, I've always had a very, like, anything is possible, um, mentality and outlook, but but I think that's just solidified it for me. I'm convinced now that the most successful people are not the ones who are best educated or experienced or you know most well connected. Those things obviously help uh, um, and are amazing if if those thing if you have those things and they're able to contribute to your to your success. But more so, I just feel like the most successful people are the ones who keep going and who don't give up. 
And if you just keep go, like to your point about Gary Vee, yes. like you just go after it day after day. And, and I do think that it's important that you have to remember why you started, like to the point of like having a bigger reason for what you're doing than just whatever tangibly it, it is that you're selling. Like Simon Sinek has a great book, Start With Why. And yeah. you, know, you think about all the great brands that Nike sells shoes, but really they stand for, you know, just doing it, going after your dreams. Apple think different, their yeah. computer, you know, it's like, I, so I do feel like always being able to go back to why you started and what your bigger mission is, is important, but yeah, really it's just about day after day. <laughs> I mean, that's the, the essence. It's the essence. that, yeah, exactly. It's that simple and it's that hard. And it's that hard. <laughs> it's that simple that yes. And like, yes, this is what I want to do. And we have to keep moving. And I love that you touched on discipline, like consistency yeah. and discipline. Do you have like, what, what does that look like for you? You know, you are franchising, uh, you know, I looked at your website, like coming locations. I was like, yeah. hell <laughs> yes, girl. Like, I don't know how many I saw 25, 30, maybe yep. 35 on your website coming soon, coming soon, coming soon. And you're open in how many locations right now? Five to 10. Like, so yeah, we're open in Scottsdale and uh, Nashville and Los Angeles. And then we'll open like 10 to 12 markets next year. And we'll I mean, continue to go. go it's there. insane. Yeah. So <laughs> how are you? Congratulations. Thank how you. are you? you, um, like, how are you staying disciplined yeah. in all of that? Like, what is, you know, you don't have to give me all the nitty gritty, but like, what is the day to day? Like, do you use a goal focused planning system or how, what are your productivity habits? Like, what are yeah. your mental health hacks? Like, how are you staying in the game? How are you staying moving, um, yeah. throughout all of it? Yeah. Well, I always preface this type of question with, um, I am not as consistent as I want to be. And I certainly am constantly striving and growing. And I just feel like it's so important for people to know that is like, if you're kind of in the boat of, you know, you get after it one week and the next week is really hard and it's like, we're all there. So, um, but that being said, one of the things that has been pretty game changer for me throughout my entire speech journey is my morning routine. So I do get up pretty early. Um, between like five and and six. And I uh, write in a gratitude journal and um, I've actually started to journal too, just like all of my thoughts. Um, But I do- That's hard. It is really hard. I will tell you though, when I'm doing it consistently, which has actually been very hard for me the last year because I've been traveling so much. um, But when I'm doing it consistently, I find that the value in in physically writing things down is such a game changer for your mind. Your your brain actually processes information differently when you are writing things down, not when you're typing things on your phone or thinking them in your head or, you know, voice memoing. It's just like, no, no, no. The old school pen to paper, um, your brain actually processes information differently. And what I do with, with my gratitude practice is I write three to five things down from the last 24 hours that I'm grateful for. And they're like little moments. Um, And between the physically writing things down and the recency of 24 hours, it really does all of a sudden like shift your mindset on a constant basis. Like you just start looking for the good. And so I would say that that was one of the biggest um, habits that I started to form five years ago now when we started that has stayed with me. And I do believe is one of the biggest influencers in my overall mindset and ability to show up for my team and also keep a level head, like when the bad moments do happen and or things aren't going, you know, my way. Um, I also work out. I always say, uh, you know, sweating is good for the body, better for the mind. Again, I kind of like, I'm just constantly focused on how to keep my mind healthy. Um, I do morning dance parties, which I know sounds funny, but like literally <laughs> like it. in my, in my living room, I'll, you know, after working so out uh, with a cup of coffee, I'll just put on some Whitney Houston or Tina Turner or something so and good. do a little dance and get on, get on with my day. There's a few other things that I do, but I would say that, you know, having some type of morning routine to start your day off is, I think one of the most crucial things that you can do for yourself to create consistency, to allow yourself space for yourself, like time for yourself before you're dedicating everything back yeah. to your business and or your team. Um, so yeah. I love it. Those anchoring things we do, right? Like, yep. are you, before you, you know, open up Instagram or your email or whatever you have going on, are you first like 
checking it, like opening up with yourself. Like we check in with the external world almost before we check in with ourselves. And I'm not perfect at this, but I, like you, the days I don't do it, the days I ignore the nudge to check in with myself first, I'm different. I'm a different leader. I might move through my day differently. Um, and you know, movement, I love that you touched on that because, um, you know, when people come to me and they're real anxious, certainly other entrepreneurs and they're really you know, feeling depression knocking on the door, they're, they're feeling really deeply anxious. I, I, the first thing I always ask is I'm like, do you sweat? Like, do you work out? Because yeah. I don't know how people like, I need my shit to go somewhere yeah. Yeah. and I need to get it out. You know what yeah. I mean? Cause if it's not out, guess where it is guys in yeah. and it's in your body. And then that is going to come out in ways like I need to get it out. And honestly, I started working out with a trainer a year ago. Um, and I got off, like I was on anxiety meds and I got mm-hmm. off my meds and people, you do you, I am here for whatever you need to do. But for me, yeah. um, I was like, let me see. And I have, I've been off of them. Yeah. And that is just such a beautiful testament to like, I'm working it out somewhere. I don't, I'm not working it out on my husband. I'm not working it out on employees. I'm not working, right. it, working it out on anyone else, but like in the gym with myself for myself and I'm better because of it. And I'm telling yeah. you, I think if, if someone, an entrepreneur listening can make one change, if they want to make a big business in the world, sweat, move your body, yes. like, and, and go inward before you go outward. It's what all the Whenever I ask this question to women like you, entrepreneurs that are out there killing me, this is the thing we all have in common. Yeah. You know, we are going inward first and then going outward. Yes. I Crazy. love that. But actually, it also just reminds me, I was listening to a podcast the other day and someone said, um, remember not to compare your insides to other people's outsides. Mm. And I do think, um, to your point earlier too, just about, um, you know, what it takes to be successful and the podcast game kind of, you know, moving in a different direction than it had. It's like, we all have to remember also that social media can be good, but it's like the (laughs) comparison game. And also the expectation that success happens overnight is so not reality and it's not true. It takes so much, everything takes so much longer. And, um, yeah, so I just, I, you know, I feel like it's so important to remember that and, and to do the things like working out or connecting with girlfriends has been another thing for me, just yes. like grounds me. Community. Yes, yes, exactly. That like really does kind of remind you like who you are, what matters, um, you know, and, and I feel like the older I get, <laughs> the more important that is, um, you know, and just being, and being vulnerable, you know, being willing to kind of have the hard conversations with people and. Yeah. allow them to walk alongside you. So it's so good. All sorts of things, you know. I love it. Well, you're out there killing the game. So guys, squeezemassage.com. Uh, Brittany, you hang out on Instagram. I know you're on Instagram. Squeeze is on Instagram. I'm going to link up to everything in the show notes. Um, is there anything else? We've got some openings. We've got 10 opening next year. Is Chicago opening next year by chance? We've got a lot of Chicagoans that listen. Amazing. Or- yes. It- probably okay. end of next year. Yeah, we'll be, let's see, Denver, uh, San Antonio, Dallas, Charlotte, um, Boston, Ooh, Chicago, core cool. LA locations. Yeah. Great. So, but our so website guys, does have all the details. So great. So guys go onto the website. I'm going to link to everything outside of that, the openings and everything. Is there anything else you want to share about squeeze and what you've got going on? Anything I've missed uh, that you feel would be good for us to know? Well, I guess, you know, if you're a budding entrepreneur and franchising has always been of interest Ooh. or, you know, you have a desire to join a brand that really stands for transforming communities for good is really our big vision and mission. And you feel like you love massage and might want to be part of this space. We, you know, are looking for people who will just align with our values and our brand. Uh, and we definitely have the vision of growing squeeze to hundreds of units around the country and feel like it can work in many, many communities. So if you're interested in that aspect, squeezemassage.com slash franchising has a bunch more information and would love to talk to you if, if this sparks anything in you. 
Ooh, I love that. So glad I asked you that question. So the official and final question here for you, Brittany, um, you know, the name of the show is Yes And, and the big idea is that it's important to say yes in life, right? It gets you in the game and out on the field, yet you're not going to get very far if you don't make a move, right? And and is the movement of, of things in our life, right? So yes gets in the game and keeps us moving down the field. So as an entrepreneur, how important would you say that mindset is, that yes and mindset is um, for other budding entrepreneurs and current entrepreneurs listening? Yes. Say yes and figure it out later. I mean, (laughs) I feel like if we all knew early on that everyone is just figuring it out as they go, we would all be so much further along in life. You know, we let, we let that fear and, or um, again, the comparison uh, kind of stop us from pursuing. So yeah, I would just, encourage, encourage you to go for it. If you've got any type of itch in you, even if it's just like going for the promotion, whatever it is, I mean, life is so short. The worst thing that can happen is, you know, it's a no, or it's a, this didn't work out, but I learned a ton and I'm going to pivot on to the next. I mean, I, I just think that's so much better than looking back on life and, and regretting. Mm, regret. Um, what's the best that could happen? Right, exactly. What's the best that could happen. I love yeah. that. I love yeah. that. You good, know, good spin to it's it. It's a good little twist. So, Brittany, you are just fabulous. Thank you so much. Um, I can't wait to see you again soon in person and literally squeeze you. I hope our paths cross again soon, Likewise. either in Chicago, Nashville, or um, here in Scottsdale. Uh, certainly, um, you know, following along and such a fan. And you um, are so gracious to be here with our um, listeners. So, guys, go check out Brittany and squeeze massage. And um, Brittany, we'll see you soon. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Judy. All right, guys. I mean, isn't Brittany just, I can't even with her. I can't even go give her a follow, go book a squeeze massage and tell me what you thought about the show. I always love hearing from you. Don't forget to leave a review, send it to me. I'll send you some free Advocare product. And my goodness, I just thank you for being here with me every single Wednesday. I love you. I see you. I mean, I can't really see you, but you know what I mean? I see your support via the Instagram stories and the tags and the friends you send my way and all all the love. My gosh, um, this show is for you. So I hope you found value. Tell me what you loved about it. And in the meantime, keep moving forward. Remember today, this day, these days are the good old days. And today is the youngest you will ever be. So go get them. We'll see you next week.